Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. Welcome to another exciting episode of So Frail Conversations. Conversations. But um, today, as you've seen from the title, we're going to be talking about um, spirit of distinction, right? And the spirit of distinction is important to talk about here solely because um, it fits with masculinity. Um, one thing that I learned, you know, through my course of life, just through my experience and shit, and, you know, as far as the masculine essence is, is the capacity of what distinction really is. And we get so wrapped up in, like, society, everybody talks about, especially in our culture, because we understand spirituality to an extent, you know, um, and I mean extent in this, in a sense of, like, mostly we we put a lot of spiritual shit through a religious lens, you feel me? So we'll say certain shit that we know is a spiritual component, but somehow we try to make it religious and it kind of dilutes it and taints it and fucks it up in the long run. So it's hard to see another side to it. So this is one of the reasons why I always say we are in a feminine world. Men run the world, quote unquote, but it's through a feminine lens. That's why it becomes toxic femininity. That's all broken down clearly in So Frail too, right? But with that, one thing that they always say is that, you know, well, femininity, femininity is gone, it's here. Femininity is here. You know what I'm saying? It's just toxic because it's expressed by men due to, due to opposites and shit. It's, it's all broken down to so far, too. I don't want to get too heavy into that. But what I do want to get heavy into is the conceptualization of a woman's intuition. You feel me? Everybody says, it, you know, she got that woman's intuition. But they're like, do men have intuition? Is there a man's intuition? Yes, men have intuition. But the intuition that we have on that level, as far as a divine expression, is distinction. Women have the spirit of intuition, you know, a woman's intuition. But we have a man's distinction. You feel me? We have a man's distinction. Distinction aligns with... Well, both of them align with their respective uh, polarity. You know, intuition derives from, that's why femininity is the spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment, the essence of synthesis and construction, right? And um, so the spirit, uh, I mean, yeah, the spirit of intuition, a woman's intuition is, the woman's intuition is largely tied to synthesis and construction based off of the fact that it is about piecing together details. A lot of people don't understand that. Like it's piecing together details and it's feeling, it's a deep feeling regard to what it is. One of the common misconceptions that is often expressed is that intuition is an inner knowing. It's not, it's an inner feeling. It's a deep feeling. You feel me? It's not an inner knowing. It is an inner feeling. Distinction, on the other hand, is the inner feeling. I mean, inner knowing, sorry, inner knowing. And that ties to masculinity being a spiritual, mental, and physical embodiment of the essence of analysis and deconstruction. Even if you look at the word distinction and you look at its definition, it is the capacity to distinguish, right? But then when you look at distinguish, it is the the ability to mentally separate things, right? To distinguish something is to mentally separate things, analyze and deconstruct. It'd be right there, but it don't be right there until it's right there. You feel me? So when we look at our connection for men, we don't have, we have intuition, but we don't have that woman's intuition level the way with the, with the intuition. So people be thinking like, how does a woman always just know? No, she feels, she has an inner feeling of something. Sometimes she's right. That's why I broke down intuition from the perspective of if that intuition has, this is why these two things have to go together, distinction and um, 
intuition or distinction and discernment. Another word for discernment, I mean, for into woman's intuition is the spirit of discernment, but we're going to stick to um, intuition and distinction for this. Uh, well, another name for intuition is the spirit of discernment, right? And then, so the spirit of distinction is the opposite of that because it ties to intelligent intuition and intelligence are opposite sides of each other. So this is why I'm saying, and so for too, when I was talking about how um, intuition without intelligence is insecurity. You feel me? Intuition without intelligence is insecurity. So being able to discern something based off of how you feel is not right if the facts are not right. You can have all of the details you want and piece them together how you want, but if you miss the facts of what they really are, you can make up scenario. Like women can actually get caught up in situations like that where they can make up a whole, they can make up a hundred different scenarios of the wrong shit because they lack the vital information. You feel what I'm saying? It happens a lot. It happens a lot. And that is where the insecurity comes in. That's what insecurity really is. You feel what I'm saying? When you have intuition without intelligence about whatever, you know, and, you know, when we look at the distinction part, it derives from intelligence. Intelligence without intuition is ignorance. You feel me? Intelligence without intuition is ignorance. So when you look at that from a distinction, it's hard to distinguish fact from fiction, real from reality. You feel what I'm saying? That is where we come in as men. That is where our inner spirit comes in and it has to come through. This topic is going to go down a major rabbit hole that can get largely offensive because this is not, this is going to be an episode about fact and fiction, real fantasy, like separations between these two and a lot of the shit that we deal with as men. Um, so when we look at distinction, what we got to do is take a quick break. You feel me? So go check out my website. I mean, go, so go hit me up at Instagram at underscore. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore, just underscore scene underscore. Uh, see, that's what I get for trying to be funny and fuck it up. All right. Be sure to hit me up on my... Ah, be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore just underscore scene underscore. Be sure to check out my website at iamjustseen.com to get all things that are just seen. To all those who tip, donate, sponsor the podcast, you can do so. No, you are greatly appreciated. Uh, to all those who would like to tip, donate, and sponsor to the podcast, you can do so by clicking the link in the description of the podcast. Not the episode, but the podcast itself. Cash App and PayPal are just fine. Um, And do remember that... Uh, there's 320 seats for each of my um, courses, and they're going for $32 until the start of my 32nd birthday, which is going to be April 14th, right? You have until then to um, enroll once the seats are filled or once that time comes, everything is closed and the prices go back up. I'm giving y'all first dibs because y'all are my listeners, all right? So, um, well, it ain't first dibs anymore because I started a while ago. Any fucking way, um, that's that for this and that's this for that. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to dive into so frail conversations, the spirit of distinction. And don't forget to visit IamJustSeen.com. There, you can get all things Just Seen. You want to add the So Frail series to your library? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to learn how to master the markets for serious trading and investing? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You want to get your hands on some exclusive merch like tees, hoodies, coffee mugs, hats, bags. Visit IamJustSeen.com. Are you thinking about transitioning into the plant-based lifestyle? Visit IamJustSeen.com. You ever want to just chat with Seen about anything from simple advice to mentorship? Visit IamJustSeen.com. Anything and everything that is me, you can find at IamJustSeen.com. So take a quick peek into my world to see why being just seen is nothing less but always more. Because you never really know what you need until you see it, and you will never see it. 
unless you visit IamJustSeen.com. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back, welcome back. And without further ado, we're going to get started. But first, we're going to piggyback and go backwards just a little bit to the point where we were talking about um, intuition without intelligence is insecurity. That's written. You feel me? That's written. That's easily observable and easily understood. You know, we look at women and we be like, yo, she's insecure. And a lot of times the women that become insecure, like I said, intuition is tied to feeling. It's not the inner knowing, it is an inner feeling based off of how details are put together, based off of how synthesis and construction has been broken down, but it requires intelligence in order to do that. You feel me? It requires intelligence, it requires solid information to do that. Not the information you want to validate your argument. And that's what happens with a lot of women, you know? But because of that, and at least the insecurity, that also works on us in the equal but opposite fucking fashion. The spirit of distinction, right? Because intuition, spirit of discernment, spirit of distinction derived from intelligence. Intelligence without intuition is ignorance. You feel me? It is ignorance, right? No, it's not ignorance. Oops. It might just be stupidity. I'm going to use ignorance for the sake of the conversation, though. You feel me? I'm using, yeah, I'm going to use ignorance because insecurity is not necessarily a knowing. It is a assumption. You feel me? It is an assumption of something that makes you feel like you know it. You feel me? Stupidity is when you actually know something and you choose to do the other thing. That's stupid. Ignorance is not. So your spirit of distinction is fucked up when you have the intelligent piece to it, but you don't have the fucking... Um, the intuitive piece to it to balance it out. Here's why this is going to be a controversial episode. And here's why I don't give a fuck. And here's why you feel me. We are largely in the space of the situation that we in where women have the spirit of discernment or they have a woman's intuition. We have a man's distinction, right? Which means we have, well, man's intelligence, which is, you know, um, going to be the spirit of distinction, right? We shun intelligence. We shun intelligence. Niggas like being stupid. You feel me? And what I mean by like being stupid is, no, we like being ignorant. Let me say that. Because we live in a world, literally, that programs us to believe that ignorance is bliss. And this is one of the ways in which I stumbled upon the understanding of the spirit of distinction that men you have, we have a spirit of distinction. You feel me? Where women have the spirit of discernment, we have a solid spirit of distinction to where we can break something down and get either or, A or B, right or wrong. This is why when we have regular conversation, it naturally flows out. When a woman comes to us with a problem, we solve it instantly. And your answer, your choice is, do you want to vent or do you want to solve it? Because if you solve it, you got to shut the fuck up. If you just want to vent, there's no solving it. You're going to repeat it later. What do you want to do? That is a spirit of distinction. It's like, what's important? This is another point when I'll be talking about how women will send a whole paragraph and be like, you heard, you seen everything. I only responded to what was important. I distinguished that this is what you're talking about. Of all of the other shit, you want me to respond to the individual details, but the individual individual details don't lead to a specific principle. 
These were the principles that were shown. This is where my distinction kicked in. This is why I'm only responding with this. When there are no principles found in there because she's ranting, because she's going on, and you send back that, huh? Women be like, if you can, they say if you can hon, you can hear. Mm -mm. That is a false sentiment. That is a, I mean, yeah, if you can hon, you can hear, but did you listen? Because it requires that distinction to be able to break down and understand exactly what was being said. There has there was too much chaos in the presentation to even break it down to understand what was being said. So the first natural reaction for humans is confusion. It's, what? Distinction and confusion are opposite sides of each other, in a sense. You feel me? If you have not, if you cannot distinguish between something, you're confused by it. Simple. If you cannot make a choice, let's say if you're, you're, you're torn between the choice because the distinction is not kicking in correctly, you're going to be confused. They call it, oh, I'm torn between two. No, you're just confused, really. You're confused as to which way to go because you have been presented in such a way that both ways work. But when we as men live in a society that teaches ignorance is bliss and promotes our own ignorance in the context of nothing else matters. You feel me? And I say that because like, when we look at how we're, we're young, we get picked on as kids. From the, I'm, I got picked on for being a nerd, but it ain't really affect me. So I'm not going to be one of those who can come out and say, uh, yeah, man, they hated smart people. So it was like, no, because I picked back. Like I was, I used to bully bullies. You feel me? Like I used to bully the bullies too. Like, because it's like, but it really wasn't bullying the bully. It was defending myself but showing you. This is why I tell people. And this is why sometimes you got to show a motherfucker why you're the bigger person. You got to bully a bully sometimes. Sorry. Sorry. Nigga, we get old and we become adults and we're like, sometimes you got to be a bigger person. That's just like saying sometimes you got to let yourself be bullied. <laughs> no. You got me fucked up. So I understand the plight of the people who are like, yo, when I was in, they didn't, they wasn't fucking with intelligence when I was in school because blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, we know, you see. It's promoting ignorance. You feel me? You know why? That dilutes your spirit of distinction. Spirit of distinction changes the world. Low key. It reinvigorates masculinity. Masculinity is what's lacking in this world. Niggas don't be believing me. I'm like, nah, masculinity. No, it's not here, my guy. I've been saying this shit since 2016. It's crazy as hell because I've been saying a lot of the shit that I've been saying since 2016, 2015. Well, really 2015 because I didn't write the book to 2016, but the information, the content was already like in me. But I've been saying this shit since like 2015 and... Now, in 2022, motherfuckers are starting to say the shit that I've been saying then. You feel me? My distinction was already on point. I already told niggas this is what the fuck was going to happen. But I knew deeper shit that a lot of motherfuckers ain't no shit about. So that's what that was. But the main point is that when you promote ignorance, when you promote ignorance in the psyche of a man, you will start to eliminate his spirit of distinction. Distinction changes everything distinction can be your make or break moment in between being successful and um, a success and a failure this is why analysis and deconstruction is so important to understand when it comes to masculinity because to the core of it the masculine principle is all or nothing it's objective it is either or right or wrong up or down it is dual in nature it is it is objective let me say that because femininity is dual in nature too but it's objective Femininity is subjective. We live in a subjective world that justifies everything to eliminate your motherfucking distinction. You want to know distinction is fucked up? This is going to get real dark. But you don't want to know distinction is fucked up? 
motherfuckers can't understand rape culture because they think rape culture, they hear the word rape and they think it's all about rape. And motherfuckers will think I didn't contribute to rape culture because I never raped anybody. You feel me? They can have a, they will justify that she was wearing a certain thing or she wanted it up until like, you feel me? Like we was kissing this shit. Then all of a sudden she changed her mind. She has the right to do that. Your distinction needs to be so on point that you adjust the moment she says, no, it's no. That could save your fucking life. But because of our ignorance and our inability to raise our spirit of distinction, we can't do that. But we would rather make the justifications. This is why I say it's hard to tell the difference between fantasy and reality because we would rather make the justification justification for some, so for some fantastic shit rather than the realistic shit that we're actually dealing with. So when we look at motherfucking, look at these two, just look at these two dynamics right here that I'm about to present. On one hand, we have just from, you know, because I'm black, I don't know about the other statistics, but by 18 years old, 60% of black women have been sexually assaulted. So I'm going to rephrase sexually assaulted a little bit because, you know, niggas might feel uncomfortable. I never sexually assaulted anybody. By the age of 18, 60% of black women in some way, shape, or form have been affected by the dynamics of rape culture. Right? That's one side of it. On the other side of that, 0% of men know anybody who has ever contributed to rape culture. Somebody lying. And it's not that somebody lying, somebody doesn't understand their distinction is off. Because we make justifications to say, yo, this did not happen. You feel me? I might have smacked her ass a little bit. Rape culture, did she let you smack her ass? No, you just did it, okay? I might have grabbed a little titty or something. It wasn't that serious. Did she let you grab a titty? No. I might have told a little funny joke or some shit. Was she in on a joke and was she okay with the joke? Was it something offensive to her? Yeah, but you feel what I'm saying? There's levels to rape culture. You don't have to rape somebody to contribute to rape culture. But but every piece of rape culture that you rape culture that you contribute to, you are that much closer to raping the motherfucker. Just let me say that. You are that much culture culture. You are that much closer to raping a motherfucker. But rape culture is all the way around. When you're when you have been programmed to believe that all women ain't shit. This is why you can't find, you can't distinguish between a good woman and a bad woman. This is why niggas be wanting, this is why, this, this is it. This is really going to start to get get heavy because dudes be like, I want the bad bitch to not be bad. Your spirit of distinction is fucked up. The two don't go hand in hand. You're not going to find a bad bitch in a club who wants to be a homebody. Why y'all niggas do it is fucking beyond me. But at the same time, you want a certain energy and a certain aesthetic, but you don't want it. To be what it is. Your distinction is fucked up. You want a homebody, but you don't want to go meet somebody in an art museum because it's too boring. It's not enough excitement there. You fucked up on the inside. In your choice, your distinction is completely off. You know what else is completely off? If your spirit of distinction is off, that means your intelligence is off. Right? Which means that when your intelligence doesn't have intuition because you cannot feel you know what I'm saying? You cannot feel and think simultaneously together correctly that appeals to you. You create a fucked up reality for yourself or you create a fantasy for yourself that doesn't exist. You feel me? Watching porn all the time. That's a fantasy that doesn't exist. But our spirit of distinction is so fucked up. We think it's real. I'm going to tell you how. Right. When I was young. You know, not even young. You hear it all the time. Women make jokes. That's why you dick little blah, blah, blah. When you're young and you're a child and you, you know what I'm saying? You feel 
damn, my dick is little. You go watch a porn, you see a nigga with a motherfucking 12-foot dick and shit just ramming the shit all the way in the chick. You like, damn, my dick might really be little. Not realizing that your spirit of distinction is fucked up because you can't say this ain't real. This shit doesn't really happen, right? But as a kid, I'm going to speak on myself as a kid. You, I used to see that shit. I used to be like, damn, man. When a girl used to tell me that my dick was little, only thing I had to compare it to was another dick. You feel me? But a dick from a porno. Like, it's like, damn, bro. Like, compared to that, yeah, nigga, I'm not footing the bill, like, at all. But the reality kicked in when it was like, but every woman that I had sex with, I'm hitting the back of their motherfucking shit. So is it really small? Like, what the fuck? Then I started learning anatomy and physiology. When I learned the actual average vagina is only uh, five to six inches deep, you feel me? I was like, hmm, my dick ain't little. Like, <laughs> like yo, I'm a, <laughs> my dick ain't little at all. But the lengths that you have to go when you can't perceive that shit is crazy as hell. You feel what I'm saying? Because now you create that insecurity within yourself. Now you create that level of you know self-consciousness about yourself like it's so much different shit and then we feed into the shit that women don't even understand because this again comes back into distinction women will say they want a man with a big dick but can't take a big dick sometimes most times a lot of times you know it just be taught you feel me because you see the shit on a porno star and then you think your woman could take the same shit or you think a woman should be able to take some same the same shit no that's not the case that's not the case. That will rearrange her fucking organs. It'll rearrange her shit. You feel me? But we don't have that spirit of distinction anymore. It's extinguished. It's gone. This is why when I tell people masculinity is gone, there's certain attributes of masculinity that you don't see that you have to tap back into. You feel me? I express the spirit of distinction because I have to use it. You feel me? It's either this or that. You feel me? Right or wrong, up or down. Men are so objective, women are so subjective, but now we have been caught into a world where we're subjective recklessly. So we can use this to create every scenario that we want. So like I said, when our spirit of distinction is fucked up and we're in a society where, when we're in a society, one, where ignorance is bliss. Niggas tell you flat out. Ignorance is bliss. Bliss is a form of happiness, as they say. You feel me? Like I said, what made me trigger that, re retool that was when I started studying my ancestors. You feel me? We spend so much time studying their ancestors and the ancestors of our enemies that we don't study the ones that we really came from. Nowhere in our history did they ever say ignorance is bliss. They actually said ignorance is evil. I was like, why? Why are you guys saying something different and it makes sense? Because now when I look at it, ignorance is evil. It absolves you of the motherfucking, it allows your spirit of distinction to be a lot more on point. Because now you're putting your intelligence to something positive and it gives you the intuitive factor. Because in order to understand that ignorance is evil, you have to use your intuitive factor with the intelligence that you had to break down, which what? Strengthens your spirit of distinction. Okay? So, as men, because we lack our spirit of distinction, this is one of the reasons why we be like, yo, you ever heard of, like, a man can get rejected by a woman? This is why we have set, our spirit of distinction is so fucked up that this is why we have a problem with rejection. A woman could tell a man no, and he has to know why. She's not interested. That's it. Oh, I'm not interested. And women have to lie now. They've always had to lie, but women have to lie like, I got a man. You feel me? Now it's like, no, women, if you on some shit, like, I used to be a man. Some of you niggas, some of you niggas will still try. But it's like, <laughs> if that's what bad your grocery paper plastic bro but hey don't be out look keep your spirit of distinction straight if you don't be on a download if you're gonna be on your shit do your shit that's what you're gonna be on you know what i'm saying
let motherfuckers make choices out here for you. But um, when we look at that spirit of distinction and shit, we can't, like if a woman, like we can't do it because of the spirit of distinction, we can't process rejection. You know why? Because we have an arrogant, a arrogance about us that makes us feel like we have that sense of entitlement. You feel what I'm saying? We have a sense of entitlement that we feel, oh, I'm supposed to have this. Nigga, no, you're not. Why? You feel me? So when you holler and you try to get the number, it's like, oh, no, nah, I'm good. I got a man. I used to be a man. I'm, you know what I'm saying? It's so many different things. We have so many outcomes for it rather than the reality of let it go. You feel me? I know when I was a kid, when I was young, when I used to get numbers and shit, shorty be like, oh, I got a man. Yo, he don't let you have friends? It was always some way to overcome objection. That's that's fucked up like a motherfucker. You know where they teach you how to do that shit? In car salesmen. As a car salesman, overcome objections. When you're selling shit, always find a way to overcome objections. Which means never take no for an answer. Rape culture. <laughs> you see how they just infuse it in the motherfucker so smoothly? We don't even know that we are part of rape culture. The sole fact that we condition to never take no for an answer? Nigga. <laughs> That shit is not funny in a hilarious way. It's funny in a very sinister way. But um, when we look at how rape culture developed, right, the core of it all is never take no for an answer. Never take no for an answer. Your spirit of distinction is fucked up because when you hear no, you can't accept it. You feel me? Now that gives us two dynamics that have been programmed within us as kids. Remember that episode that I did where I was talking about, um, I forgot which one it was. It was definitely the season though. But I was talking about how by four years old, a child has heard no 16,000 times. So mentally, you already feel what you can and can't do. You're, you know, So to go from hearing no that many times to suddenly growing up and developing and realizing that you're not supposed to take no for an answer, the spirit of distinction doesn't kick in and say there's a time and a place for you to not accept, not take no for an answer. Shit like when you're trying to get a job. Shit like when you're being persistent to study for a test because you failed something. Not with a woman's body, nigga. No, but we still had that same reality. And we're co-contributors to rape culture. You feel me? I had to get older to realize this shit. Like when I used to get numbers and shit, when I look at the numbers that I used to get, they were tainted. I pretty much just badgered them into getting them. And it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just so happen to be a very good talker and a handsome individual. Some niggas ain't fortunate like that. Some niggas can't talk good and they ugly. So you're going to get rejected and it's going to be, oh, no, nah. Like and now you feel in a different type of way. So eventually they would give in to me because I can make them laugh. I would, you know, tell a joke or some shit like that. And they, the conversation will switch. And then all of a sudden it's like, Damn, damn. I remember one time, I remember one time, this was when I was older, right? But I, you know, used my spirit of distinction and shit because I'm able to, I'm able to tap into people. Like I can tap into somebody and know that you friend. I can tap into your real soul and let your real soul come out. That's why motherfuckers really fuck with me, yo. On some real shit, people fuck with me heavy because I give them the capacity to be themselves. Something that many have never experienced before. And I do that by being myself. So when they come into my arena, you know how many motherfuckers just let they, they guards down and shit? I don't think a lot of motherfuckers have experienced people the way that I've experienced people. And what I mean by that is like, some people have friends who don't even know them the way that I know them and I barely know them. 
You feel what I'm saying? Because I was able to provide a space to let them, you know, let their guards down. So, but I, I've always been like that. I've always been able to let the authenticity of my soul see the authenticity. It's like um that Miriam Williamson um. Uh, we are powerful beyond measures. Like our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, but we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light. Something about, I, can, I don't remember the whole thing, but when we al allow our light to shine, we unconsciously give people the other permission, other people the permission to do so too. I do that shit. I do that shit, right? So I'm saying I gave that because, you know, y'all know how I rock. And it's like, yo, y'all feel like that. Some of y'all, y'all feel like, yo, damn, bro. Because some of y'all, yo, y'all my homies. I fuck with y'all. You feel me? Some of y'all ain't my homies. I don't really fuck with y'all. Like, I don't know, like, I don't fuck with y'all as if like, like we don't have regular conversations. I mean, I don't fuck with y'all. But at the same time, it's the same level of shit. When you have a question, you have like some motherfuckers, people have come to me with their deepest shit. I'm like, you don't even tell a therapist. I have a, I had a motherfucker tell me you, you've done what a therapist couldn't do for me. That's a problem. That means your therapist didn't give you the place to be yourself. You were still trying to behave. But I digress because this is all tying into my spirit of distinction. So one day my sister and one of her army friends or whatever, one of my sister army friends was like having a beach party or some shit going to a beach and she was like yo y'all want to come my sister's like hey yeah we were out in that shit so me and my sister i think that was it it was just me and my sister and then it was her friend her friend's sister her friend's boyfriend husband or whatever it was a deeper motherfucker it was just me and my sister my sister was uh the invite invite to y'all the plus one invitation we went so you feel me i'm going to you know when you get self-aware and you real confident in yourself, certain shit you don't even think about as far as aesthetic appeal. I said, I'm like, yeah, we going to the beach. So I had on my little trunks and shit, my t-shirt, and on some Crocs. Nobody wears Crocs anymore, apparently. And not in public anyway, but I had on Crocs. I'm like, they're shoes with holes in them. My logic, they're shoes with holes in them going on the beach. Fuck, I'm going to look good for it. I'm going to take the shit off and get in the water. That's my logic. So uh, my sister's friend, sister, gets in the car and shit. And first thing she utters, she's like, yo... I'm quick with it too. So I'm very observant. Once I see somebody, you know what I'm saying? At that time, I was in my real initiation phase of my pro-blackness and shit. I've always been pro-black, but I was real conscious and real woke and shit. But I was snapping back, you feel me, on some other shit. So, but I snap back on you anyway. It, I fuck that. So Shorty gets in the car. And when she gets in the car, she's like, who still wears Crocs? And I said, what black woman still wear weaving contacts and color contacts? And my sister was like, Ray, stop. That's what it was. It was my sister. It was me, my sister, my sister, best friend. Right, because he busted out laughing and shit. He was like, he said, "Oh, she, she don't." He was like, "He don't, she don't know who she's talking to." And then so she like, "Who still wears Crocs?" Ugh. And I said, "What black woman still wears weaves and color contacts?" Ugh. And they was like, "Yo, y'all chill out." And I was like, "She started it, bro. Like the fuck, like what kind of shit is that?" So it started off on some friction, but I already tell, I already told what it was. We have a culture where. And it sucks so much because in our in our culture and shit, when you attracted to somebody, you flirt with insults, which is bullshit. We legit flirt with insults, which is so fucking retarded to me because it's like, how do you know? Because this shit used to fuck with me when I was a kid, but it's the only reason why I was able to acknowledge it at this particular time. But when I used to, when I was a kid, you feel me? So many girls used to call me ugly. Like in sixth grade, that shit, like you ugly. You, I was like, damn. So for a long time, I really believed that I was ugly. Only person that kept my sanity was my sister. You know what I'm saying? She was just like, boy, ain't nothing wrong with you. You better tell them hoes that. What she said? She said, you better tell them motherfuckers the hoes ain't complaining. And that's what helped me get through. You feel me? And so, you know, by sixth grade, the same girls in the beginning of the semester that was calling me ugly, saying I'll never get to tell whatever. 
they were the ones leaving notes in my lockers and all the shit. Oh my gosh, you I got such a crush on you and blah blah blah. I'm like, why the fuck can't we do that? But that's our culture. Our culture is created by insulting to show you know that you flirting. Hey, big head, shut up, ugly. Like you feel me? Like you hear shit like that, and he'd be like, damn. But if you're in that, you got that impressionable mind because you don't have the distinction at the time, you're gonna accept it for what it is. This is a reality. For me at the time, this is how I be knowing like my masculine essence was always intact because at the time it was just objective for me. She called me ugly. I'm ugly. So I would remind them. You feel me? I'm like, nah, remember I was ugly. You told me I was ugly. You ain't about to play with me right now. I was just playing. Nah, nah, nah. So anyway, fast forward back to this particular situation. And so the shorty is like, you know, we kind of get off on the snap and shit. So by the end, after we actually get to the beach, everybody gravitate off. Me and her, we kind of go into the water and shit. Well, I go into the water first, so she come in the water where I'm at. And then we just start talking. And then it was no longer about, you know what I'm saying? And my sister knows me. So the other people were like, yo, he, he about to smash her, ain't it? And my sister said, nah, he ain't going to smash. She was like, they were like, so what, he gay or something? She was like, nah, my brother ain't gay. He just, he different. He elevated into some shit. Like, he doesn't, you know what I'm saying? She was like, he already experienced a lot of that life. So now he's he's different. Like he actually sees into people. So he's like, she's not the type of woman that he'll have sex with. He was like, nah. So dude is like one of the dudes that's hype. He's like, nah, bro. He gotta be gay, cause man, any nigga that ain't fucking any. She was like, that's not my brother. He don't fuck anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but as I'm talking to this, like everybody's on the spectator looking in. It's like, but we really just having a real deep conversation. Like her guards got let down. You know what I'm saying? She started talking about why she didn't like wearing weave how she didn't really want to wear contacts and shit. And the fact that I caught her out, she was like, she said, then she was like, yo, you saw something. You saw beyond the layer. You saw the shit that I didn't even want to see. And it's like, and you pointed it out instantly. And she was like, I got offended. I got mad. But she was like, I had to realize I insulted you first. I was like, yes, you did. You did. But you feel me? We get past it. We grown. We adults. And so we started talking. But you feel me? Her soul was exposed. You feel me? I was able to see through that. And it let so many guards down to let it happen. But that comes from being able to distinguish, being able to have that spirit of distinction, because I could have, you know, I could have been so so dedicated and you know been in that mentality of I want some pussy so bad I'm gonna let yeah <laughs> I got on Crocs <laughs> no mm -mm. I'm gonna snap back at you and let you know that you feel me this ain't the party that you're gonna be dealing with right so by the end of our conversation we had talked so long and this is where it got fucked up but we had talked so long and it was like she was like um. I think we should stay in touch. I said, I don't think that's a good idea because we'll just waste each other's time. She was like, what you mean? Because at the time, I was getting ready to go to Philly and shit. And she was like, I said, I'm about to move to a whole different state, go to school, do a whole bunch of other things. We're not really going to have time. I said, to do that would be selfish on my part to fuck with you and shit like that. She was like, damn, I I, I got to give you my... I said, I can't. I mean, I, you can give it to me, but we're going to eventually die out. Let's not waste each other's time. You feel what I'm saying? And... Shit was like, yo, like, how you don't no man do that. Men do that. <laughs> like, plot twist, nigga. <laughs> men actually do that shit. You feel what I'm saying? Um, and so my spirit of distinction was kicked in. There was like never a a, a confusion, a confusing point of saying, you know what? I'm gonna be optimistic about this because it is because that's like, nah. Like, there's moments when I can be optimistic and realistic about the shit. There's moments when I can say, nah, I know this ain't. You know, it's not going to work. I know, okay, this is this could move, but we just got to have a little bit of time and things will work out how they need to work out. You feel me? But it opened up a bigger thing for me because it's like when men get rejected, it's different. You feel me? 
when men get rejected, it's different. But when we are accepted, it's like, what do we do next? We continue to act like, and that's one of the things is like, we don't put our genuine self on the forefront because ignorance is bliss. We don't feel, realize that. What does she really like about me? You feel what I'm saying? I put all of me on display. Like when a woman really says she fuck with me, I know she fucks with me because I put so much of me on display. I know what she fucks with because I give her that free reign to be herself too. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm able to use my distinction to know, okay, either or. Either you can do this or you can't. You know what I'm saying? And there's no there's no ambiguity between none of the shit that I, that I put out, right? So when, as men, when we are in those spaces of, you know, getting rejected and, you know, getting the numbers, whatever the case may be, our spirit of, our spirit of discernment not discernment, distinction is that much higher and it needs to be that much higher so we can respond accordingly. When a woman rejects you, it is not a means to cuss her out. It is not a means to call her a bitch. It is not a means to throw pennies at her. Only reason why I'm saying throw pennies at her because I had a cousin I seen do the shit. He hollered at this chick and he was the reason why I started doing this shit. I never threw pennies at a motherfucker, but I'm gonna explain what I started to do. But he would always say, um, yo, when you holler at a chick, never be fresh, never be dressed up. If you see the chick that you want, be bummy when you holler at her. If you get a number then, you got her for real. And that was some wise advice, low-key. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like he gave me some wise advice because it's like as I got older, I realized so many motherfuckers just want an aesthetic. So many motherfuckers want to look good on my arms, like. You feel what I'm saying? I know I look good. I know like there's certain pieces of my awareness from the physical that I'm well aware of that I can't, that can't be shaken in any way, shape or form in me. So I get it. But he was like, be in a situation where you're not as appealing physically. If you can still get a number, then that essence is tapped in, right? So using that, you know, and well, understanding that, like he had tried to, <laughs> he was hollering at his girl one time or this woman, cause he's a lot older than me, but it was, she was a woman at the time. So she like, mm, no, like, I mean, he raggedy. Like, when I say raggedy, it's like, bro, like, you look borderline homeless. But you know what I'm saying? But he was, you know, he was hustling. He was doing his thing. He had paper. So he said, man, I want her. So the next day, he go home. You know, so that day, he go home, get his hair braided up and shit. Um, fresh outfit, shoes, everything. Come back to school. Because they was in um, college or whatever. So he go back to the school. And he, you know, same chick. She don't even recognize him. That's how much of a drastic change it was. But it's just like, yo, you know, it's one of those clean up nice type shit. But he tried to holler at him. He get the number. And he like, I don't even want that shit no more. He said, I just hollered at you yesterday. She said, that was you. He said, yeah, you're a buckethead bitch. And he threw a penny at her. I was like, nigga, why you throw a penny at her? That was fucked up. But that's a part of the childish side of, of things, right? So when I say that put me into a different perspective because when I approach women from then on, I think I, I think I started doing this like when I was like 16, 16, 17. And this is when I started getting older women too. So like 16 and 17, like I would just say, fuck it. I mean, be bummy, but I would say, now I have to rely on my conversation. I have to rely on my charm. I have to rely on my wit. I have to rely on who the fuck I really am. So you feel what I'm saying? I'd be macking the shit and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, it's not even macking. I told one of my homies when I was in college and shit, I was like, yo, I don't care who she is. I said, if I get five minutes, if I get over a five minute conversation with a woman, I can get a number. 
Now she's a woman, so of course ego kicks in sometimes. And motherfuckers feel you couldn't get my number. <laughs> I said I don't want your number. <laughs> she said I could have a. She was and she's adamant about it. I could have a five. I could have an hour conversation with you, and you still wouldn't get my number. I don't want your number. Everybody's laughing like as I'm repeating that shit, and she's still going on. It's like I don't want your number, but understand if I wanted your number, give me five minutes and I have it. And my thing was. My thing was my spirit of distinction in that moment. I know when I'm going to get, and this is now tying into the theme of all of this too, how I was saying how intuition, I mean, the spirit of discernment is of course your inner knowing, but spirit is, I mean, your inner feeling. Spirit of distinction is your inner knowing. You feel what I'm saying? Intuition is not an inner knowing. Intuition is an inner feeling. Just like intelligence is that inner knowing too. You feel me? An ability to break shit down. So I'm speaking from my distinction point where I'm like, Lady, this is, I show and prove this. It's like statistically, you feel me? Statistically, every woman that I said, I really want her. And I've spoken with her for over a five, over five minutes. I got her number. I got her number. Literally a hundred percent of the time. There's like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't, I can't argue with shit like that. You know what I'm saying? This is one of the things that makes me not argue with niggas. You feel what I'm saying? When people, <laughs> some of y'all be asking like, this is, okay, this is the revelation that I want y'all to understand about me, right? A lot of y'all have said, because some of y'all have hit me up in my DMs and shit. Y'all seen motherfuckers go crazy in my fucking comments and shit. And like, yo, how do you keep your composure with these motherfuckers? It's called a spirit of distinction. I know we're not talking about the same shit. I know we're not even talking about the depths of the levels of the same shit. That's why niggas want to debate me. My discernment, my, my spirit of distinction makes me not want to debate. The sole fact that you want to debate doesn't even, you, you can't even contemplate how, how far, how separate we are. But my distinction shows me how separate we are. There's no point in me engaging in that shit. You feel what I'm saying? I have no desire to go back and forth with a motherfucker who I can go farther than. That's a bar, yo. That's a bar, my nigga. Yo, that's a bar. Keep that shit in mind. Never go back and forth with a motherfucker that you can go farther than. Never go back and forth with a motherfucker if you can go farther than them. In anything. You feel what I'm saying? So when I see you motherfuckers be like, you know, talking about random shit, like, I don't, my distinction already kicks in. My spirit of distinction is strong as fuck. And I already kick in and say, I ain't arguing with this thing. I ain't arguing with this motherfucker. Like, why? Because it's like from the outside looking in, nobody's going to know who. Nobody's going to know that my spirit of distinction is significantly greater than theirs. Nobody's going to know that I can go farther than them, but they just know I'm going back and forth with these motherfuckers. For what? For what? Your spirit of distinction got to be able to kick in and say, okay, bam, I ain't getting involved with that. So that was a point that I wanted to bring up too, because I know a couple of y'all have asked me, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, this motherfucker talking crazy in your comments. They talking crazy. They not crazy. <laughs> it's, I don't give a fuck about that shit. It's like, yo, you just, I'm like, okay. I hit a motherfucker with an okay right now because you're right on your level of thought. If I bring you up to mind, you'll realize how wrong you are. And it can fuck up your reality. So I don't fuck with motherfuckers like that on that type of time. You feel me? Here within my forum, I talk whatever the fuck I want to talk. Because you have the distinction to say, I want to listen to this episode or not. You feel me? You can distinguish between which episodes you want to listen to. Some of y'all literally only listen to entrepreneurs. Some of y'all only listen to my impromptus. Some of y'all listen to only to the profane profanity. And of course, some of y'all only listen to soulful conversations. You have used the distinction to decide which one you want. 
Does that mean I have to stay in any one of these bubbles? No, I can go wherever bubble I want to because this is my realm. So I can go where I want to go. But when I'm in somebody else's realm, I respect the house. I respect it. Like, I'm not going to go nowhere where I know you can't go in your space. Because that's like that's like a bull in a china shop. Why would I come in your space and fuck up your whole shit and then leave? <laughs> you got to deal with this shit after that. But I leave people there because I understand the fragility of the mind. You feel me? I know, like, the mind's got to be stretched slowly. If you stretch that shit too, far, too, too fast, it pops and it fucking, you can make a motherfucker go crazy. You can make a motherfucker go crazy. And last thing I want to do is have a motherfucker go crazy on my court. So I use my spirit of distinction to know you're not on my level. I don't give a fuck if you're older than me. I don't give a fuck if you think you got degrees or whatever the case. Like, I can tell you when we sit down and we begin going down this rabbit hole, you realize how much rabbit hole we have to go down. You feel me? Like, just listen to these episodes. These episodes on average are anywhere between an hour and a half to two hours long. And I'm being modest when I say these are just snippets of the thoughts that I have on whatever topic I'm talking about. I literally just get tired of talking about it. And I say, y'all, let me go ahead and wrap this up because I feel like I've said enough. I didn't say it all. I never said I said it all. <laughs> you feel me? But the fact that for some people, all that I said is saying it all shows already that there's different levels. So I have to use my own distinction to say, okay, bet. I can't do that. But that comes with, that's a masculine thing. Your spirit of distinction is a masculine thing. So getting back on track, you feel what I'm saying? When we are in those spaces of rejection, getting numbers or whatever the case may be, we have no, no, we have no spirit of distinction. So we literally feel like, oh, every woman should give me the number. Every woman I should be able to approach and know what to say to. This is why without the spirit of distinction, you motherfuckers fuck different women the same way. This is why you motherfuckers use the same line, same pickup line to talk to women. You feel what I'm saying? This is why I, was, I had mentioned that point about when I first started like getting numbers heavy and I started getting older women numbers and shit. And they were like, mm, you behind because I allow myself to show. And I like, yo, you give me five minutes of a conversation. I got your number. Because that five minutes turned to 10, 10 minutes turned to 20, 20 turns to an hour. Next thing you know, I got you laughing, leaning on me and shit. Oh my gosh, you're so crazy. You feel me? You're so crazy. You feel me? And then when you the only motherfucker doing that shit, because everybody else, hey, yo, ma, psst, psst, psst. you the only motherfucker doing that shit, pussy's thrown at you. It's thrown at you. Like, it's like, like it's there. Like, you feel me? I got into an argument one time with a motherfucker on social media. He was like, he said, some shit about, he said, man, that's why you don't get no pussy. I said, bro, I can't, I said, bro, I said, now the difference between me and you, you're saying I don't get pussy as trying to be an insult, but you don't understand that, how much power it is. I don't get pussy by choice. It's not because I can't. <laughs> it's not because I can't. It's because I don't. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Understand can't and don't ain't the same shit. If your spirit of discernment was on point, you'd know that shit. It's like, you feel what I'm saying? There's 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 levels to the shit, young fella. You feel what I'm saying? There's levels to the shit. But it was just like, he was like, so in the comment, he was like, yo, that's why you don't get any pussy. I said, nigga, I get pussy handed to me. I refuse it because I understand certain shit. I said, you get pussy handed to you. You have to take it because you never know when you're going to get some more again or if you're going to get some more again. And a lot of that shit is your inability to have the spirit of distinction. I'm not shitting on the young fella. You feel me? Because I felt bad after roasting him like that and shit. Because I was like, nigga, you don't want this motherfucking smoke. I embarrassed him. I embarrassed a young black man. And that's what made me feel bad overall. You feel me? But in the moment, nigga, you had to get smoke. 
You feel me? You got to get a smoke. So that makes us, as I said, tying it back, it makes us approach women the same way every time. It makes us also have sex with women the same way every time. You feel me? A part of my sexual experiences and shit, and it's like, I always talk about, you know, I did, like, I never fucked, it, can, can crazy as it is, like, with the amount of women that I had sex with, I never fucked them the same way. Because I couldn't. I had to realize, oh, my spirit of distinction, oh, you a whole different body. Some women like getting pounded out. Some women don't. Some women like getting their pussy ate. Some women don't. You feel me? Some women like it slow, intimate kissing and holding hands. Some women don't. You can't fuck every woman the same way, which means just off because I got to use fucking because, you know, it sticks with y'all. But same way you can't approach the same woman the same way. Other, other, only The only outcome you're going to get out is if you have a, you have to have a type with that. This one I did. This is why I low-key did that episode on types and attraction. You feel me? A lot of motherfuckers got types, but they're not attracted to shit. Attraction comes from your spirit of distinction. You feel me? You don't have to distinguish between a type. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? It's like 36, 24, 36. She bad. She did that in third. This is why I always say, y'all go to the club and find a woman that you want to be a homebody. You didn't find her at home. You didn't find her in a home type setting. She wasn't in a fucking bookstore when you got her number. You didn't see her in an art gallery. You didn't see her in a calm place that resembles fucking home. You saw her in a club that resembled chaos. Ain't no chaos in home unless... Unless you're low-key acknowledging that you want chaos in your home. And you wonder why you can't do nothing but argue with the bad bitch that you got from the club. <laughs> your distinction is trash. You have the inability to distinguish correctly. You know why? Because the intelligence does not meet with your intuition, which makes you do ignorant shit. Hey, bro, for real, though, at some point, we got to stop talking to women about masculinity and start talking to each other about it. And I mean really talk to each other, not as enablers and co-signers, but as men trying to reach the pinnacle of our essence. And that's what the So Frail series does. So Frail 1 is the definition. So Frail 2 is the acknowledgement. And so Frail 3 is the resolution. If you rock with the So Frail conversations, I can guarantee you will rock with the So Frail series of books. So visit IamJustSeen.com right now so you can add the series to your library. I promise you will never look at masculinity the same again. And you're going to stop wasting your time arguing with women about it. This is a conversation that men need to have between men. And it's time we start having this conversation now. It promotes ignorance. There is no distinction in ignorance. They promote ignorance for us and shit. You know what I'm saying? Listen to all of the music that we listen to. You feel me? Listen to all the music that we listen to. Ain't no distinction in none of that shit. It's all ignorance. It's all ignorant shit. We're oblivious. We get comfortable being oblivious to shit. Not knowing, man. Shit, I don't know. You laugh at the shit. And like I said, it's supported from the time we we're kids. Look at jocks, the dumb athlete. Like the dumb athlete is a good thing. It's it's an oxymoron because everybody talk about, you know, I don't want to be a dumb athlete. But athletes don't try academically because they don't have to. Because it's like, yo, it ain't gonna be the grades that bring in the money. You feel me? That's what they perceive. Then they go off, blow their fucking knee out, and all these like when I was in undergrad, this shit blew my mind. And it's like, I say. This might be all schools across the board, but I don't know. But I know from my school, I say about 80% of the athletes that I spoke to all majored in business administration. Absolutely none of them have businesses now. Do I even know if business administration is a degree that leads you into business? Fuck if I know. But at the end of the day, I'll be asking the athlete, you feel me? Yo, what you majoring in? Business administration. Damn, nigga. All y'all, 
All y'all majored in business administration. All y'all play sports and none of y'all collaborated to make a fucking business? Ugh, nigga, because all y'all thought y'all was going to the fucking league. Damn. Nigga, you majored in business administration and you can't administer no fucking business. What the fuck? Why is like, I don't know why that's the common theme and shit. Y'all ever paid it like most athletes majored in business administration. I get why, because it's like, okay, bam, if I go to the league, I need to be able to handle my brands and all of that shit. No, but all right, nigga. <laughs> what if you don't go to the league? Then what you going to do with your business administration business? What you going to do with your business administration degree? You feel me? When it's eight motherfuckers, y'all played on the same team for a long, like, y'all didn't become friends enough to say, y'all, let's put our business administration degree together. Distinction, put that shit together and make one solid thing that we can all work together. So that way we can take the load off of ourselves and we can rock with each other. We already know each other because we a team. We family. We've been playing for four years together. We feel me? You feel me? So that's that. But the point of what I was making with that shit was that the athlete is promoted for ignorance. It's like, yo, be fast, be this, that, and third. Like, I never, I rarely, I ain't gonna say never. I rarely seen an athlete use their intelligence simultaneously. You feel me? Embody it the way that it's supposed to. They do enough to pass the grade, pass the class and shit. Like the whole concept, you just have to have a C to play sports. Niggas don't even try to, they, yo, a C ain't hard to get. It's not hard to get. All you got to do is show up to class, to be honest with you, and listen when the teacher's talking. Have to, you can, you don't even have to study. You feel me? If you just show up to class and pay attention, you can at least get a C. It's designed that way. You can at least get a C. You feel me? In something. But that shows the capacity of like, yo, you're not, you're, you're allowing the ignorance to remain. So now when the athlete can easily get the girl solely because he got a nice body, they got to be in the gym. Like when I was in high school, I heard so many motherfuckers, yo, what you bench? Like every year you always hear niggas say, what you bench? Does it what matter? Nigga, I'll beat you the fuck up. <laughs> That's what you want to know. Like the fuck? Like, but that was always a thing. It's always some kind of aesthetic appeal. It's like, yo, what's your average? What's your GPA? I never heard no shit like that. Niggas don't ask no shit like that. I did. I did. <laughs> I did, yo. I was petty because it's like, you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't hit the gym. I worked out at home. You feel me? I wasn't, I wasn't in the weight room because I didn't play sports. So you feel me? When I worked out at home, I had my own little weight set and shit. My like, yo, what you bitch? Nigga, what's your GPA? The fuck? Nigga. Oh, you trying to be funny. You trying to be funny. You trying to call me physically weak because <laughs> you motherfucking, you can hit 225, 230 and shit at 15, 16 years old. Cool. What's your GPA, bitch? Because I'm mentally stronger than you, motherfucker. And what's going to last the test of time? You or me. My mental strength can easily put me in a position where I can catch up to you weight-wise. But can your mental capacity put you where you can catch up to me mental-wise? Fuck no. So stay in a child's place, peasant. You feel me? But nah, that was me. I was on some, you know, other shit with that shit. But that was also a distinction. That was also a distinction. I knew what moments to exhibit it and what moments not to. But as a whole, as a collective of the culture, we're not taught to practice our distinction because we're not even taught to and to we're we're not taught to remain intelligent. Now, let's analyze intelligence right quick. Cause hear me hella well right now. Hella well. Intelligence is not smart, and smart is not intelligence. Understand that. Words are very specific. Intelligent is your ability to utilize your mind to decipher information. Right? Smart is your ability to retain and regurgitate information. 
This is why the theme, are you smarter than a fifth grader, is a thing. Most of the questions that they ask on are you smarter than a fifth grader are about recollection. What happens when they get stumped? Every question that they get stumped by is always the same shit. Damn, I don't remember that. I don't remember that when I was a kid. Of course, the fifth grader is going to remember that right now. They're in, they're, they're in the fifth grade, motherfucker. That's a part of their curriculum. They're learning it now. You feel me? You learned it X amount of years ago. You're like, they learned it last week. What they have to recall is a lot shorter window. You feel me? But intelligence is different. Can you break that shit down in real time, whether or not you know? So like when I was an undergrad, I told this story before, but like when I was an undergrad, motherfuckers used to be like, yo, the teacher changed the study guide. This was my spirit of distinction. This is how new niggas didn't have it. I, had a, I have a strong spirit of distinction. So they'd be like, how'd you still pass? I know the material, nigga. The fuck? But it wasn't like the study guide. The study guide ain't the material. The material is the material. The study guide is built off the material. So if the study guide changes, the material won't. Motherfucker, skip the study guide. You tried to memorize a study guide and an order for answers. I don't. I know the material. I don't give a fuck what you throw at me. I'm going to get it right. You feel me? That's why I trust my intelligence. That's why I know how intelligent I really fucking am. Can't nobody take that away from me, and nobody can make me feel bad about it. Nobody could, could shun me for it or even try to make me feel arrogant for the intelligence that I exhibit. No, nigga, I know how I break shit down. You feel me? I told one of my little cousins and shit, I said, I'm a genius. You feel me? And my auntie, you know, it was like, yeah, he a genius for real. Like, you feel me? He was like, you ain't no genius. He said, and he tried to give me a math problem. I said, look, I'm going to show you right now. This right now. This phrase, if you can understand it, you will see how much I am a genius and how far beyond you I am. I said, you can only ask me a question that you know the answer to. He was like, what you mean? I said, you have to have the answer to ask me to prove if I'm a genius. I've already been where you've been several times over. Of course, I'm going to get your answer right. But no matter what, like, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, of course, I'm going to get your answer right. So it's gonna validate that I'm a genius, but you can you're in a you're in a tenth grade. I think he was in the tenth or eleventh grade at the time. I was like, I think tenth. Because I'm like, oh, you're in a tenth grade. I haven't been in a tenth grade in a long time. You feel me? The most that you can ask me is to the capacity that you can get right. You have to ask me a question that you know the answer to. While not admitting the fact that you're coming to me for help with the questions that you don't know your answers to, that I'm giving you the answer to. Why would you even ask me a question? He was like, damn, I get it. Yo, you a genius for real. I know, nigga, but it's not because I am a genius. It's because I use my genius in connection with my natural intelligence. Like, that's really what it boils down to. And it ties into my spirit of distinction. You feel me? His spirit of distinction was completely off to the point where he didn't even register. Like, yo, bro, why would I ask you a question that I know the answer to? I can't prove it either way. Like he said, if he said for me to actually test you, I have to ask a question for some shit that you are aware of that I'm not, I'm oblivious to. So even if, how will I know the answer? Exactly. But intelligence is your capacity to break shit down. Smart is your ability to remember shit, right? So we go through a whole school system where they give us A's and all of the shit based off of being smart, not intelligent. And that was the mind fuck because I used to, Tell my homies and shit. I, I didn't register this until I was young. Like my homies were like, yo, you in honors classes. I'm like, they're not hard. They're hard when you have to memorize shit because they give you a quote unquote heavy workload. 
the workload didn't matter to me because I never tried to memorize shit. I still don't remember half the shit that I, I don't remember anything. I don't even, I use my mind for actual usage. I ain't got time to, to memorize shit. Fuck it. If I got to memorize some shit, it's a jam session, some lyrics or some shit. I want to memorize some shit that's memorable, that's worth memorizing. memorizing. But the other shit, I have to use my spirit of distinction, which means I have to use my intelligence to fully break it down. Analysis and deconstruction. That's all masculinity. You feel me? The irony of it all, it took masculinity to realize that masculinity was not in this world. Ain't that a bitch? Like, <laughs> it's like, bro, this ain't here. What I'm using right now ain't here. Why y'all niggas shot by what I'm using? You feel me? Because what we have equated masculinity to is manliness. Again, that's a lack of a spirit. That's the lack of distinction. To where when you see if a motherfucker's manly, he's not. Like, this is something that I realized. And, like, I've met, I've met men who are homosexual who are far more masculine than manly men. Shit was weird because their ability to analyze and deconstruct was different. I couldn't take that away from him. You feel me? I even I spoke in an event one time, and after I finished, one of the um dudes, he was gay. He came up and shook my hand and shit. He was like, um, he said, "Yo, when you first started, I knew you were gonna go in on masculinity." He said, "But I was kind of uneasy because I just felt like it was gonna be a target." He said, "You never mentioned anything about being gay and relationship." I was like, "Cuz I'm above that, bro. I'm above that, bro. The shit that I'm talking about is different. Now, it does play into it ultimately, but you got to get here first. You feel what I'm saying?" And it was like a mutual respect there and shit, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, your distinction is the very thing that's going to keep your mind sharp in this world, right? But when you have, when you don't have the intelligent piece to it and you're operating through ignorance, you can't distinguish shit. So fantasy and reality is real. Like, fan, well, I'm going to say fan, not real, but fantasy and reality are hard to discern. You dig what I'm saying? this right here is where it's going to get dark. If it ain't already been dark, this right here is where it's going to get crazy. Masculinity and religion don't go together. Your spirit of distinction cannot thrive in a religious mindset. A lot of people don't want to admit it. A lot of people don't want to accept it, but it's hard not to and what is hard, it's hard not to because, no, it's hard to accept it because of what the world is going to do to you. The world is going to make it seem like something's wrong with you, right? And when you get to that, that this is why I, I break down so many things about belief and knowledge and wisdom and understanding and the powers of the mind, the depths of the mind. When I talk about religion, I go into the three levels of religion, mythology, ritual, and allegory. I go into so many different dynamics of it because I'm able to distinguish and make a solid distinction on everything that I'm talking about. When it comes to that, there's no such thing. And this is going to be very, because I know we look at the pastors, we look at the people that are... If there was really masculinity in religion, men would not teach religion. I'm going to say that one more time. If there was really masculinity in religion, religion would not be taught. Because the dual, the, the hypocrisy that religion presents is a violation of distinction. When you can simultaneously agree on opposing, on opposing realities for the same truth, you are in a fantasy. There's no reality to it. You feel what I'm saying? 
So when you actually read the book, not feel it, but know it, that's where a lot of the people come in. Their belief is tied to what they feel, what this energy makes them feel rather than what it makes them know. Because what you know completely obliterates a lot of that shit. You feel me? When you start to know, they took books out purposely because in canonizing it, canon to make something canon means it's a part of the main storyline. <laughs> shit be there, but it's not there. So it's like that aligns with mythology. When you look at some of the stories that were taken, that were put together and shit, a lot of things overlap. Some people, their belief is so, so crazy that, I ain't gonna say crazy, their belief is so deep that they cannot distinguish between what's real and what's fake. So much so, if you've been religious or you are religious or whatever, you probably utter these words. I'm telling you words that I've uttered before and I hear people say all the time. When you try to point out something and you try to understand it, they'll tell you, oh, that's in the physical realm or that's in the spiritual realm. They justify their lack of understanding by putting it somewhere. When you're asking them a question on the spiritual side, like they'll tell you, oh, that's a physical thing. You can ask them about that same physical thing and they'll tell you, oh, but that's something on the spiritual side. They cannot bring themselves to admit that they don't know. Therefore, masculinity is not in there. Only the feel part, the femininity of it is there. That's why it's so rooted and so deep because it's tied to the belief. It's tied to the feeling. There is no masculinity in it because when you analyze and deconstruct it, you realize what is spiritual, what is physical, what is not spiritual, what is not physical, and everything in between. And you have to make a choice, an objective choice as to what it is, not out of fear, not out of ignorance, not out of servitude, but out of the fact that this is not right. For example, I use, an, I use this example in the explanation of it. And this is the power of the spirit of, of distinction. You feel me? And why it needs to be with the spirit of discernment and why intuition and intelligence must go hand in hand together. You feel what I'm saying? A lot of us are speaking from religion, from an intuitive state, but we lack the intelligence necessary to make it true intuition. That's why it's insecurity. That's why you get frustrated when a motherfucker can bring some shit about your religion that makes you look like, I can't answer that question because you don't have any distinction, which means you never dove into what it is. So you just, you're insecure about what you really feel about this religion. You dig what I'm saying? So when you look at actually breaking the information down, the biggest reality is that people will tell you that this is a historical document. This is history. There's nothing else has happened like this. Nothing else predicted or whatever the case may be. They tell you that it's a historical document until you study the history, right? Until you study the history. I'm not even gonna go deep into the history. I'm gonna use surface level history to show you that motherfuckers really don't pay attention to it. They believe it so much that they feel it. First point, every name in the religion, most religions as a whole, you feel, well, they have Aramaic names or whatever, but in, the, in uh, what you call it, but when you let's look at Christianity for one, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna use both of them, both of the main ones that we follow as black people. If you look at Christianity, right, every name in the book is European. Every name is European, but 
everybody was from the Middle East. Distinction. Distinction. And you talk to people that say the names translated. No point. And this is where you have to decide, is this really history or is this fantasy? Because nowhere, anywhere else in history do names translate. The Bible is the only place that has translated names to something different. You dig what I'm saying? It translated names. Everybody else keeps their same name. Genghis Khan is still Genghis Khan. No matter if you're reading them in Asian, you're reading it in American, you're reading it in Latin, you're reading it in Polish. This nigga's name is Genghis Khan. Dr. Martin Luther King is Dr. Martin Luther King. Whether you're speaking Spanish, whether you're speaking Creole, whether you're speaking Vietnamese, he's Dr. Martin Luther King. But every character, according to the Bible, had their name changed. Here's why that's important. Because if we look at the name Jesus, right? The letter J didn't exist until 1550. So, <laughs> he was called something else up until 1550, allegedly. I get it. Some people say, yeah, his name was Yeshua. Yeshua Amashiach, which means Yeshua, the enlightened one. I broke that down in Sofro 3. But here's why it's a problem. Because the book would tell you that there's no name greater than Jesus, not Yeshua. There's no name greater than Jesus, but they say his original name was Yeshua. So imagine what happens when you get to heaven, if that's where you think you're going. You feel me? I don't feel like anybody's going to go to heaven. I think heaven is full, to be honest with you. Because when you actually read the information, distinction, it says that there's only room for 144,000 people. Heaven has a population of 144,000, right? All based off of the 12 tribes of Israel. So literally 12,000 people from each tribe. Each tribe is quote unquote scattered around the globe. The tribe of Judah, as far as I know, from you know the Hebrew Israelites that I talk to and shit, tribe of Judah is in America. Over twelve thousand motherfuckers have died since the slave trade. Heaven full, bro. I'm sorry, like I'm I'm sorry. Unless like they gonna recycle niggas and shit, heaven's full. Distinction. But even off of that side, when you actually face the reality that the letter J didn't exist, and you're like, so what was his name? Yeshua. Okay, so if his name was Shua and the book says there's no name greater than Jesus, and it also says, if you deny me in front of man, I will deny you in front of my father. What greater way to deny a motherfucker than not call them by their original name? Because you believe names translate. Spirit of distinction is that fucking dead on that it fucks with, it shatters through the bullshit of saying, you know what? I'm not, I can't give you the pass of saying this is possibly right. That's belief. Understanding gets you a point to where it's either acceptance or rejection, right? You dig what I'm saying? Same shit. Quran, Islam, again, spirit of distinction. You have to feel that the prophet, like, and one, and when it comes to the intuitive aspect, it's like, yo, the prophet Muhammad, he came down with the divine word. The prophet Muhammad was illiterate. He couldn't read or write. So even if he came down with the divine word, he didn't write it himself. He didn't write it himself. So I get it. People say, oh, he had scribes that he spoke to. How is he going to proofread and fact check them if he could not read? We don't know what the fuck they put in that book, if they really put anything in the book. 
Or if one motherfucker just really got creative and said, bam. Because like I said, when you make these historical documents, when you make these religions a historical piece, you have to make it fit in history. They don't. They don't. They actually skew the timelines when you actually put them in history. You feel me? Like, for example, the Quran and the Bible, Christianity, Christianity and Judaism are cousins to Islam, but they diverge at um, after they diverge between Isaac and Ishmael. But up until that point, it's the same motherfucker. Like all of these are Abrahamic religions, right? Abraham is just Ibrahim in Islam. Same nigga, bro. Same nigga. But now that's a very important point because it's like when it goes from me talking about names don't translate, they don't, but these names are pronounced differently. They're pronounced differently, but they have the same phonetics. Ibrahim and Abraham, same sounding. As opposed to a whole different name from a whole different... Ibrahim and Abraham are still within the contextual aspect of the Middle East. You feel me? However, when you change it to where it's a whole year, like a nigga named John, Mark, Matthew, Luke, ain't no niggas in the Middle East like that. Peter, Paul, them niggas ain't in the Middle East. They're in the Europe. They're in Europe. You feel me? That's a European name. So it's not going to translate. You dig what I mean? But again, that's about the spirit of distinction. There's so many different layers of shit. That I can go down with this motherfucker. It's like, this is why I don't argue with people about this shit no more. Because I understand we're not even on the same level to be talking about the same shit. I understand what you believe in. We're not, we're not coming from the same perspective. You feel what I'm saying? We're not coming from the same perspective. So when you're using your spirit of distinction as a man, you have to use it at all fucking times. So this is why I was saying there's no masculinity in religion. There's no such thing as a masculine religion because if you're actually reading and breaking that down and studying it, you get to a point where you're like, hold up. Hold up, nigga. That don't make no sense. That ain't right. That ain't, you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's a contradictory point. You feel what I'm saying? That's why it's important to read every bit of it, but your spirit of distinction won't kick in. For example, I got an uncle and he was telling me about how he was reading it. And I, my, my thing was like, yo, his light about to go off. His light about to go off. He was like, you feel me? He said, we supposed to serve one God. I was like, yeah, that's what the book say, right? He was like, yeah, he said, there's no God greater than, than him. And it's only one, it's him and nobody else. But he starts off with, let us create man in our image and likeness. Is he plural or is he singular? Keep pushing, keep pushing. You right fucking there. You right fucking there. Keep fucking pushing. It's like, what is it? So I was like, yes. You're polytheistic. By default, you're created in a polytheistic pantheon. But you serve one deity. How disrespectful is that? If you did a group project, right? If you did a group project, everybody did equal work. But you feel me? You went back and double tracked to the teacher and said, you know what? I did everything. Give me the A only. Nobody else played, played their part in this motherfucker. Because that's exactly what happened. To create humans. To, to come into it now, the Quran does this too. It's a plurality in that motherfucker too. You feel me? The Bible says, let us create man in our image and likeness. 
the Bible says, uh, we will create, I think it's like we will mold man out of clay or some shit like that. But it's, it uses we in the Quran, it uses us. Both of these things are plural. Why are we serving singular deities? Why are we under the oppression that we are supposedly monotheistic when we're created in a polytheistic, polytheistic pantheon? Distinction. Distinction. That spirit of distinction is there. So like I said, I was talking to my uncle, but he couldn't, he didn't want to break through because you know what it means to break through? You got to give it up. And I'm not telling anybody to give up their religion, but the fact that you understand it, you now have a choice to either accept it or reject it. Use it for what it is and use it for the tool that it's supposed to be or continue to remain oppressed by it because it's going to keep doing that to you. But when I tell people there's no masculine men in religion because it doesn't exist, it can't. Religion is a feminine thing. It's a feminine conceptualization designed to tap into your feelings by making you feel guilt, making you feel shame, making you feel uh, mainly guilt and shame, which are two blockages of the chakras, which is your sexual energy and your personal identity. When you're made to feel shame, you become that shit. Everybody feels shame. Religion makes you feel shame like no other. The religious people that give you the shit, it makes you feel shame like no other. What do you think happens when you build your life off of what you internalize you are, when you shame yourself for it? You become that. You feel me? So now when we look at us as black people, every religion, we have accepted the fact that we are slaves. We are accepted the position of slavery in our religions. And we wonder why we live such a subservient life. Everybody else studies religious spiritual systems or whatever that, that embody power in some way, shape, or form. Ours doesn't. The fact that we use certain shit. I use this as an example. This is funny. It's, it's, it's a joke, but it's real. Tina Turner didn't fight Ike back till she gave back her religion. When she was saying, nam your whole ring gate, she whooped Ike ass in that limo. You feel me? Why didn't the religion give her the power to do that? She grew up in the church. You dig what I mean? It's the spirit of distinction. It's the spirit of distinction. Your distinction cannot see through an illusion. So it doesn't know the difference between the fantasy and the reality. You feel me? Like I said, those are just surface pieces that I talked about. But it runs so much more deeper than that. When you start to understand that religion has a mythology, a ritual, and an allegory, mythology is the first level that got everybody fucked up. When you get to the motherfucking allegory and you like, ah, nigga, this was all a big ass metaphor. Yes, it was a big ass metaphor that had layers to it that use real shit and possible real shit. It's like some of that shit wasn't real, but you feel me? It used it in a way that you don't have the distinction to determine to de you don't have the distinction to determine whether what's real and fantasy between this shit. So you think all of it is real. You dig what I'm saying? That's why it's crazy how it's like, we be like, I'm going to end with this and tie it to religion and, you know, wrap up on another time, move on. When we look at religion, right, they say, they pretty much say that woman was created from a man's rib. She's the side of the man. She came from a, like, I don't give a fuck what you feel. This is where distinction comes in and it's subjective and it is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. You can't refute it. You feel me? You cannot refute it. When you say woman came from a man's rib, but men have not stopped coming from a woman's womb since. And then when you read and it says God is the same God or Allah, they're the same now 
forever and always. That's a fa- that's that's a fallacy. So you created from you create a man from a woman from a man, but you never continued it. So that means you're not the same forever. But even off of that side, not off of that, like even canceling that, women have not stopped giving birth to men since that point. Adam, quote unquote, gave birth to Eve. Eve gave birth to Cain, to Abel. Two sons that ended up having kids that weren't Eve's because they got married. Well, no, Cain got killed. No, Cain killed Abel. So Cain ended up getting banished to go live with somebody where he found wives somewhere else. Where the fuck did he find these wives if these were the first two people? Distinction, y'all. Distinction. This is not like, it's not right. Like sometimes people are like, oh, you're trying to, it's nothing to bash. It's right there. You feel me? This is why I had this conversation with people when they were like, you know, they quote unquote want to debate me about religion. I said, I'll tell you what, I'll make a deal with you. Only way I would go back and forth with you about a religion is if you prove your point without using the Bible and I prove my point with only the Bible. Don't nobody want to step up to the challenge. It's easy to just use the Bible to say the Bible is this. No, I'm going to, because I have stuff that I stepped outside of to study, but I'm not going to bring that in. I would just use this, right? Which means you have to do the opposite. You feel me? You have to use things that are outside of that to prove it to me. Nobody wants to do that. You know why? Because they, they, I feel personally, they get to the point to realize the distinction is not the same. It's like, wait, you're only going to use this? You're not using no. I don't have to use any outside sources. But you have to use outside sources to refute what I'm saying. You feel me? You cannot define a word with the definition. So if I'm standing outside of this, I have to use this to do it. So if you're standing inside of this, you have to do use outside to use it. Nobody wants to do that shit. You know, because they have to realize that they're believing that they don't really know what they're talking about. They just feel good about it. You feel me? Every Sunday, the way the motherfucker talks to them, the way the music plays, the way their soul opens up. You feel me? Because of the drum, because of the music and shit, they feel good. You felt good in a high because all of the energy that was there, it wasn't the words that were spoken. Because you know the words really didn't make sense. Because you don't understand the words. You feel me? Like, when they say, in the beginning, God was the word, and the word was God, and the word was with God. What was the word? Niggas really believe the word is the book. The book is the whole word. It's like, no, the book are words, but the book is not the whole word. The word that is God is Yahweh, Jehovah. The four letters, Y-H-V-H, or no, Y-H-W-H, Yahweh, Bobhead, in Hebrew. Those are the four elements of air, fire, water, and earth. So now when you look at, in the beginning, it says, let us create man and man in our image and likeness. Now you see what the image and likeness is. The four elements, air, fire, water, and earth. Then you start to understand how astrology plays into that because you have air signs, fire signs, water signs, earth signs. That's the image we're created in. You feel me? But it takes distinction to be able to do that. Which now, when we look at what distinction really is, distinction relies on fearlessness. It relies on a deep fearlessness that sets a tone for you to navigate and use your mind without binding it. The word religion itself derives from the word religare or religio, which are both Latin words, which means to bind and to hold back. What are you being held back from? What are you being bound to? You're being bound to the book. And you're being bound to the fear that the book puts in you. This is why I always say fear is the lack of understanding. Fear is not being scared of something. It's the inability to understand something. 
So a fear is the inability to understand something. Your spirit of discernment, I mean, spirit of distinction is directly tied to how well you're able to break information down and use your intelligence. Two are not designed to go together. One cancels the other out. Sadly enough, as men, we have allowed the wrong part to be canceled out. So now when we look at this tone that is set for how we view our women, how we look at our women, how we treat our women, how we treat each other, how we treat ourselves, it's derived from the fact that we don't have the distinction, the spirit of distinction tapped in the way it's supposed to. And yes, I know I didn't have to go in on religion. I didn't go in on religion, to be honest with you. I just used two aspects, two basic points of distinction. And it's like, yeah, what do you, how do you, how do you maneuver through that? How do you, how do you address that? You can't. Because now you have to literally pick a side. That's the reality of what masculinity really is, which is crazy because it's like, who's really teaching? Because in these books, they say women can't teach. Only men can teach. What kind of men are teaching? Now, when I start talking about the three cycles of life, you have your childhood, your adulthood, and your elderhood. At what point do they remain in their childhood and just keep getting older because they're not able to teach anything? You feel me? When the greatest, when the wisdom, now this ties into spirit of distinction, when the highest form of wisdom in the entire religion, both sides, Islam or Christian, like King Solomon, he was named something else in um, Islam, but it's still uh, similar to Solomon and shit. But his wisdom is about cutting a baby in half. He didn't cut the baby in half, but making the suggestion to cut the baby in half. That's pure barbarism. Pure toxic femininity, pure destruction. You feel me? Distinction is gone. No, at no point did the nigga say, go find a midwife and get the records, nigga. Nah, just cut the baby in half and give them both a piece. Nobody saw anything wrong with that? Because that's what they did back then. You hear that a lot. That's what they did back then. How the fuck did you know if you never lived back then? That's the issue. You feel me? And that's why our spirit of discernment, our, our distinction is so fucked up. Even our spirits of discernment are fucked up because when you have intuition without intelligence, you have insecurity. So when a motherfucker can point some shit out, you just arguing about belief. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like the look of confusion I be seeing on people's faces when they don't want to admit that they don't know, but they want to keep going with me because they can't believe that I'm, I'm actually making solid points is mind boggling. Because I'm like, oh, so you admit to reading that and being confused about it. But you tell me you know this shit. How are you confused about one aspect, but you tell me you know everything about it? You're lying. The problem is you're not willing to face that and accept that you don't know. You feel what I'm saying? That conversation I had with the uncle who was like, how are we made? How is it? Like when people like we're creating the image of what? Of God. What is God? It's a multitude of beings. It's not one thing. So when I talk to people and they be like, the universe is not God. Hmm, you'd be surprised, little nigga. <laughs> God made the universe. Did he really? Did he really? Because the universe had to already be made for him to utter the words, let us make man in our image and likeness. There was already some form of creation there, at least four pieces of creation. Whether they were just made in the void, it's God and three other motherfuckers at least. 
And I'm basing that solely off at least three other motherfuckers based off the sole fact of what God's name really is and the Hebrew aspect and what the um, allegorical principle of it really is. How arrogant is that to say, you know what, all four of us going to make this motherfucker, but I'm claiming these little niggas. These are mine. They not even going to know y'all. They don't even, they not even going to know y'all exist. And if they even find y'all and fuck with y'all, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to punish them. I'm going to make them not even fuck with y'all. That's some fucked up shit. Imagine you you got four siblings. Imagine, no, you got three siblings, right? And y'all go in on a business. Y'all put a whole business together. The business is generating a lot of money. But you tell you tell them motherfucker, you tell the bank, the money goes to my account, not theirs. Ain't that fucked up? Like the business is, is successful because of all four of y'all. The business was created by all four of y'all. But you only saying one motherfucker is getting paid? All of the money, all the revenue comes to me? Wow. Wow. You feel me? But distinction. Distinction is real. And because this is why I mentioned it and it's going to bring us all full circle and why I ended with religion and started the way that I did. Because our first tone, the first thing that we set our tone on in life is through a religion. Religion is established with, the, we're, in, we're infused into religion. Like so many of us, I grew up in a church. That's all we hear from birth. We get religion before we ever get educated. That's powerful as fuck. We are indoctrinated into a religion before we ever have a chance to be educated about anything else in the world. You dig what I'm saying? So that sets the tone. And as men, we start to read and start to see these things and, you're not reading. Most motherfuckers don't really read the Bible until we like in our 20s or 30s for the first time. And even then we don't read it fully. We skim the shit. We read certain passages to get motivation. Nobody reads the dark shit. Nobody reads the unwritten shit. Nobody reads the shit that's eliminated. But that sets the tone because that starts to neutralize our spirit of distinction. Off rip. Because we're seeing all of these fantastic ideas, this entire fantasy being painted in our face and we're being told it's real. We can't separate the difference between fantasy and reality. So now as men, when we go into the real world, we have that exact same feeling. We can't determine the difference between fantasy and reality. The distinction is completely gone. You have no capacity to determine the difference between fantasy and reality. Ain't that some shit? Which now trickles into other things. You can't fathom why a woman would tell you no. You can't fathom what rape culture really is because it's like, I didn't rape anybody. You're just a hop, skip away from it. Because you're a part of a culture that can easily get caught in that. You dig what I'm saying? And you can't distinguish between the two. Tying it back into over 60% of black women by 18 years old have been sexually assaulted. But yet 0% of black men know anything about women getting sexually assaulted. You know. You know. But you have a reality where you have, you have created a fantasy where you do not want to see your homeboy like that. You will not want to see your homeboy like that. So you can't say nothing to him. So you won't check them. You won't say nothing. You know what I'm saying? You won't be like, yo, nigga, that's foul. Like, stop that shit. You feel me? But we'll do it to get a number. Look at uh five heartbeats. Yo, let's do the good, the good, what is it? The um the shy guy act or whatever. But then some people do the the good guy, the bad guy type thing to get the number. One guy get disrespectful to, to the chick, the other guy come up, defend her honor, get the number and shit. It's a whole game. Ain't no distinction in it because there's no real quality to how you're approaching this woman. Even if you look at it, how it's playing out now to the to the motherfuckers on Instagram, social media gurus and shit, none of these niggas are able to talk to men. They're only able to talk to women because they understand the fantasy and reality of the shit. 
I cater to the fantasy. You feel what I'm saying? I cater to the fantasy. And because we lack the spirit of distinction, we are unable to determine the difference between fantasy and reality. That is a crazy reality to understand and face when you really think about it. You don't know the difference between fantasy and reality. And what makes it worse is that it's a choice to do so. And don't forget to check out Pala Cafe Clothing, formerly Just Seen's merch. Get all of your intricate designs crafted specifically for the melanated being to develop a positive imagery within self and to have a little bit of fun in the process. From the peace, love, knowledge, and freedom to the dead horses and water designs, all the styles are crafted for the imagery to make you feel as you're supposed to feel. Because as I always say, the best way to fit in is to stand out. And what better way to stand out than with your exclusive styles for Pala Cafe clothing? All right, I'm gonna go ahead and end it there. I told y'all this was gonna be one of them ones, but this is solely for my brothers. You know, this is so frail conversations. Like, I ain't never met a man who was, you know, I ain't never met a religious man who was also able to be, you know, masculine. I haven't. And I'm basing that on the strength that, for one, how I define masculinity. You know what I'm saying? How I define masculinity is how I look at it. Like, I don't, a lot of people are looking at, oh, there's manly men. They buff. They got muscles. They wear the ties and shit. And they can uh, shake your hand with a firm grip. All oh, that shit don't mean nothing because they can't break shit down. I feel like this personally, if you got to ask, if you need an intercessor for your divine being, that's not a, you missing mass, you missing the understanding of masculinity. Like, think about, think about the channels, quote unquote, that you have to go through to reach your deity. You feel me? If your deity is really in you, just knock on the fucking door. Just, yeah, hey, bro, I need to talk. You feel me? But we got to go confess our sins to a, a fucking priest. Or we motherfucking got to talk to an imam to get closer to, to Allah. Or we have to talk to the deacons, to the pastors and everything to get closer to God or whatever the case may be. And even then, we got to go through the intercessor for that between Jesus and Muhammad and other shit like that. It's like levels of shit. Why the fuck can't you just tap in? Why the fuck can you not just tap in? You know, why you can't tap in? Because there's no spirit of distinction. There's no spirit of distinction solely because it eradicates the need for belief. Belief is the first level of the mind. Belief is predicated by either fear or faith. This is why the entire, what is the theme of the whole fucking religion? All religions have faith. Faith and belief. You know why? Because they're supposed to be the initiating factor to get you to the next level of the mind. Belief is what you're supposed to have. You're supposed to have faith. If you don't have faith, you have fear. There's no, op there's, there's, that's it. Faith is going towards something you have no knowledge about. Fear is staying away from something you have no knowledge about, but both of them create belief, right? To get through the belief, you have to get through the wall of cognitive dissonance. When you get through the wall of cognitive dissonance by studying both sides of a thing, by being able to use both discernment and distinction, you push through that wall of cognitive dissonance. So you have to use your intuition and your intelligence to gain knowledge. You gain knowledge, you apply that knowledge, and you gain experience. You gain experience, you apply that experience, you gain creativity, which leads you into understanding, which allows you to accept or reject something. We're not taught that. We're not taught that. And as men, it's completely obsolete from us. We are taught to believe every fucking thing. We're, 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 our natural essence is sedated, y'all. 
is fucking sedated. We're hooked up to a motherfucking IV of some motherfucking, what's some sleep shit? Novocaine, I get. No, that's numbing. Never mind. Cane is for numbing. Um, Whatever the fuck sedates you. Codeine or some shit. I don't fucking know. We're hooked up to the shit and it's the day and it's in our spirit of discernment is completely off. But yet they're telling us, they'll tell us that we need to still have our spirit of discernment. The criminal, the criminality, when they tell you you should have known better, you should like one thing about law that I love to quote is the absence. No, the ignorance of the law is not the absence of the law. That quote solidifies in so many different ways the spirit of distinction. Just because you're ignorant to it does not mean you're absolved from it. You feel what I'm saying? Distinction should be there. They will tell you that shit. You should have thought about this. Your distinction should have been on point. You feel me? Your distinction should have been on motherfucking point. It's one thing to have discernment, but that's the inner feeling. That's intuition. It's the inner feeling. Distinction is the inner knowing, and you have to have that too. Ours is completely obliterated as men. What do we know? What do we understand? What have we experienced? Instead, it's a whole bunch of motherfuckers that regurgitate what they believe. That's why I always say it's a very tricky line between gaining knowledge and reaffirming belief. It seems the same, but it's not. You have to have the spirit of distinction to know what the difference between the two is. This is why I tell people, especially my brothers, when you study, you have to study the antithesis of something. Study the opposite, too, because the truth resides in the middle between these two opposing forces. And your spirit, your spirit of distinction is what brings you to the truth. Simple. But it's complex because ain't nobody talking about this. But like I said, it starts from jump. A lot of us talk about how we grew up in a church. A lot of like these are things. This is a cyclic thing. This is a cyclic thing that it keeps being imposed upon us. That kids, so they're like, when is masculinity going to come back? It's not going to come back because masculinity doesn't coincide with religion. As long as religion is what heavily fuels our people, masculinity is not going to be there. Just the image of masculinity. It's manliness wrapped as femininity that's like, feel me? What did Martin Luther King regret? I feel that I'm integrating my people into a burning house. There was no discernment in that. I mean, distinction in that. He just wanted to be closer to white people. It's like, nigga, they was already setting the house on fire when you try to integrate in the shit. How you know you ain't, how you feel you fear you integrate? Like, nigga, they put a burning cross on your fucking yard. Like, you feel me? There was no distinction there. Malcolm X, on the other hand, there was lots of distinction with him. That's why he's not the face. That's why Malcolm X could not be the face. That's why Huey Newton could not be the face. That's why Bobby Seale could not be the face. That's why Tupac could not be the face. That's why Nipsey Hussle could not be the face. That's why Marcus Garvey could not be the face. These men embody masculinity to the point of distinction. One of Marcus Garvey's biggest principles, he was like, fuck the bullshit about our religions and shit, y'all. We get past that. Let's unify on a, solidary, on a solid front. This is why religions are important because it's totally tied to your feeling and not your distinction. There will be no liberation, no black liberation, if we all still follow the religions, because the religions are going to separate us spiritually because they're not going to teach us to understand our real spiritual system, our spiritual um, connection to the world. You feel me? 
Niggas really believe the sky is going to crack and 200,000 motherfuckers is going to come down and just fight a war. Nigga, the sky ain't made of glass. The sky is going to crack. And then when, you know, the nigga descends from the sky and shit, it's going to be, everybody's going to be able to see him. You can stand from where you are, look straight up to the sky, and you can barely see an an airplane flying by. Everybody in the world at one time is going to see this being. Something's not right. But this is what I'm saying. Like, the faces of the Black Liberation Movement were never about distinction. They were always the passive ones who, you know, operated from, like, you feel me? It was a reason for that. It's a reason for that. It's a reason for that. But... That's where we are with our spirit of distinction. It's gone. We have to tap back in and understand it. Only thing that I can recommend is to read Soul for 3. I broke it down in there. You feel me? I broke it down in there. But we need our spirit of distinction. You realize when you get that spirit of distinction and shit, you start you stop arguing with motherfuckers. You stop doubting yourself. You stop, you know what I mean, putting limitations on who you are. Shit get different, but you need that distinction because you can have all the discernment you want. You can't feel it like you can't feel without knowing and you can't know without feeling. That's why you need both. That's why there has to be that balance between masculinity and feminine. If you got so for a three, if you look at the cover, this is why the cover is in purple with the masculine and the feminine sign coinciding, overlapping with each other. That's what it is to be divine. Divine masculine is the predisposition you're going to lead with. That's why it's like that. Purple is the color of the crown chakra. If you paid attention to it, even when I broke it down in Soul for a Three, if you read it, the color scheme of my books goes red, green, purple. If you space that out, you can infuse the other chakra colors in there. Red is root chakra, <laughs> the definition. Green is heart chakra, the acknowledgement. Purple is the crown chakra. You dig what I'm saying? All of that was tied into it psychologically. I don't know if y'all caught it or not on a conscious level, but unconsciously, you really caught it. It went that way for a reason, because the colors in between, you have red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. So the blue and indigo are left out, and the orange and yellow are left out of the series purposely, because it's designed, and when you put them together, it's red, green, purple, and you understand what's in between. You know what I'm saying? But it's distinction, y'all. Spirit of distinction. My brothers, we need to tap in and get our distinction right. That shit's off. That shit's off. That shit's off. And I know it's all because y'all niggas out here saying trans women are real women. You, Your distinction is trash. Like, your distinction is trash if you feel that. Like, niggas be like, yo, so you really saying that women are real women because they can give birth? What about a woman who's infertile? She still has the capacity to give birth because she has a womb, whether she can conceive or not. You feel me? Don't play that semantics. Don't play those semantics with me. I like that's a part of my distinction. I don't argue with niggas over stupid shit like that. Like my like, yo, what is a woman? A woman, <laughs> I'll break this shit down. A woman is a being that has a skeletal structure that is built off of a platypoid pelvis. Men are built off of android pelvis. Men and white women, which is crazy. When I learned that shit in fucking school, in med school, like black women are built black women like more. Predominantly black women, this is why y'all have wider, black women have wider hips and thicker booties because the musculature that's tied to their platypoid pelvis, it fans out and, you know what I'm saying, it gives them thicker. White women have a pelvis structure just like black men. Well, men, period. Men have an android pelvis. I don't give a fuck about the surgery that you put. You can get all of the ass shots you want to. Your pelvis is android. I know what an android pelvis looks like. You're a dude. 
You're not getting pelvic surgery. You're not getting extra pieces added to your pelvis to fan your shit out. No, you're getting surgery to make it look on the outside aesthetically. Distinction. Distinction comes with intelligence. Intelligence comes with education. Like you have to be able to use your mind to be able to reach the point of, to develop your spirit of distinction. Otherwise, you get caught up in the fantasy and oblivious to the reality. But I'm going to go ahead and end it there. Um, go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. And let's start early teaching our sons how to use distinction. How to use distinction. Distinction is something very, very simple. It is basically when you're seeing opposing sides objectively and you're able to say, this is this, this is that. No, I think not. No. Okay. I believe this. Or I feel this, that like, no, it's too much feeling and not enough definity. You feel me? Too much infinity and not enough definiteness in the situation, in the shit that we talk about. So many possibilities. We have too many, you know what I'm saying? Like when I use the example in Sofro 2, I was talking about the dog. It's like, if I say a brown dog, no, a black dog with brown paws, you either going to picture a Rottweiler or a Doberman. That's distinction. You dig what I'm saying? But the lack of distinction is when I say a brown dog and you start thinking about, well, it could be a pit bull that's mixed with this and it could be that, a Great Dane, or it could be that. If it's mixed, what about a golden retriever? Because if golden retriever, it's a chocolate lab and it mixes with this, it's like, no. See, you see how fine-tuned and how quick distinction really is. Now, it gets even more narrow when I say a brown dog, a black dog with brown paws, short and stocky. You're going to automatically picture a Rottweiler. Lean and tall, Doberman. You feel me? It's funny. When I was young, I used to call a Doberman the skinny Rottweiler. Because <laughs> I didn't know it was a Doberman. I was like, the skinny Rottweiler. They're like, what? Nigga, the skinny Rottweiler. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, the Doberman. Oh, yeah. You feel me? Distinction, though. Distinction. We need to nurture distinction. Our boys need to start to see things as they are. And we need to start teaching them early bigger things on how to apply their distinction to Filming conversations with women, approaching women, different things like that. Get out of the feeling base and we got to start getting knowing. We are in the age of Aquarius, y'all. I keep telling motherfuckers it's no longer coming. It's not like some, some New World Order type shit. It's like, okay, keep being on the lookout for it. The age of Aquarius is here. My nigga, masculinity is back. It's fully back. You have to tap in. Only people winning right now are those tapped into their masculine essence. I ain't going to say those tapped into the mask. No, those that are respecting the Aquarian age. Our babies, they different. They're born at the start of this. They the new ones. We're the millennials because we're the parents of these motherfuckers. We need to make sure they are fully aware of masculine essence and using the their spirits of distinction, especially our boys. Women are encouraged all day long. Use the woman's intuition or whatever the case may be. We need to start encouraging our boys to use the man's intelligence, to use your spirit of distinction. Use your spirit of distinction to teach our boys early, but I'm gonna go ahead and end it there. Go kiss your babies. Make sure they eat their vegetables. I'm gonna see y'all all on see y'all all on the next one. Peace, love, knowledge, and freedom. I'm out.